North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store wide now on party perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just seven bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store wide at Old Navy and Old Navy.com. Valid through 12 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Ray, uh, your Miami chiropractor, the softball playing, playing chiropractor as dubbed by Softball Magazine, and your host of the Hot Corner here on the new night, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. And we're here basically tonight to, uh, well, we have a jam-packed show tonight. Um, I'm not even going to end up talking about all the stuff that we have planned to talk about tonight because we got so much. I know we have a few callers that are going to be calling in tonight as well, too. Uh, we got an action-packed show tonight. There's so much going on. Uh, this week, between college football, between all the scandals going on in college football with this whole Ebola breakout, um, with everything going on. And then, of course, we're right smack in the middle of fantasy football season as well, too, and we're going to have to break that down a little bit as well, too. Um, we know that we've, we've made the show basically all about fantasy football for the past few weeks. Um, so tonight, you know, we're going to spend the first half an hour or so um, talking fantasy, and then the rest of the show is going to be devoted, of course, to the uh, to the health to the health topic of the night, which is Ebola, and, uh, of course, to a couple other things and a couple other happenings like uh, the baseball that's going on right now and the the championship series between the American and National League, as well as we mentioned some college football stuff with a big game this weekend for me, especially as as an FSU fan. So a lot to get to tonight. I want to go ahead and introduce, as always, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrell III, uh, the guy that's given away $25,000 uh, coming up in a couple weeks here, um, and he's going to tell us a little. He's going to tell us a little bit more about that, Manny. How you doing, my friend? What's up, Doctor Ray? And uh, just to give you an update, Kansas City has two down in the uh, top of the ninth. One runner on first base for the Orioles. If Kansas City gets this last out, they are advancing advancing to the uh, World Series. I don't know if you're watching it, but I'm watching it here at the studio. No, sir, I did not have it on. Um, you know what, as a matter of fact, I think I may go ahead and pull out the trusty old iPad and go on a little watch ESPN and see what we can get done here because uh, I would like to Attaboy. see last out. One of my favorite things to do is to go ahead and watch the uh, watch the last, you know, the last play, um, you know, and watch how the team celebrates. And, you know, one of my favorite things when I was an athlete was, of course, celebrating a win. What what better, th- what better thing to do than... Oh, sorry about that. What better thing to do than celebrate a win? You know, I mean, 
that's that's awesome right there. And wow, a sweep! Didn't see that one coming from Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, those guys are playing. Those guys are playing their tails off right now. Um, Manny, have you been able to watch the series? I've watched here and there. Um, I'm really surprised about KC, and I, I think I, if they, yeah, they're going to advance one and two count and foul tip. Uh, but if they advance, I'm going to go for KC, man. I, I like their colors. Those are my favorite colors, white and blue and black as well. But um, I really like the, like the way they play, man. They play hard ball. And look at, look at George Brett. I don't know. You remember George Brett, that, that tantrum he threw with the uh, whole pine tar bat scandal? Oh, yeah. That was an awesome moment. <laughs> that was great. Definitely, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of the underdog, um, so I'm I'm rooting for Kansas City. I gotta say, um, I'm excited for them. I think it's gonna be there. It is. I think it's great. Grounded a third, and is. they advanced. They advanced to the World Series. Wow, man! Wow. Did not see that coming. So now it's, At uh, all. it's either gonna be uh, San Fran or St. Louis versus uh, Kansas City. Um, great run for the Orioles, you know. I know that they had a they had an awesome run, um, but you know when a team comes together at the right time, and uh, you know and it happens, it happens, man. And, and the Royals have that little bit of a magic, you know, behind them right now this year. So uh, first, first so who, time in twenty nine years. Who are you going to go for, Doctor Ray? The the Kansas City or or the representative from the National League? Or you're going to still wait it out? And see who gets represented you, from uh, from the I'll, national. I'll tell you right tell you right now. Um, if if San Fran is in there, I'm going for San Fran. That is uh, one of my favorite teams. Um, you know me. I'm a, for some reason I like West Coast baseball, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely, it's uh, it's definitely something that I that I want uh, to go down. I'm I'm a big uh, San Fran fan. You know, I uh, I like I love Madison Bumgarner, I love uh, Buster Posey, obviously an FSU alumni. I just love the scrappiness that they have, and Bruce Bochy, and you know, they, they play small ball. You know, they get the, they get the job done as a team. You know, they don't have many you know superstars that you know have all the stats and just blow everybody away. You know, they're a team, and and that's what I really like, and that's what I really enjoy, and that's why I like the A's as well too. You know, they play kind of a very similar brand of baseball right there. Um, so, you know, that that's me right there. Uh, West Coast West Coast baseball, that's my style. <laughs> uh, and actually, you know what's pretty funny is uh, I'm on Twitter right now checking out some of this stuff about Kansas City, and there's, there's a guy in a Marlins jersey literally, <laughs> literally right behind the catcher at Kauffman Stadium there. And everybody's uh, a couple guys tweeting, "Who's the jerk in the Marlins jersey behind home plate?" <laughs> oh so man! So, uh, so there's a Marlins fan sitting in the front row of the KC Baltimore game. Uh, another guy says, "Can we all just pause to talk about the dude in the Marlins jacket? Why is he so into this game?" <laughs> uh, everybody hey, you never know. He, he might be a he might be a baseball fan, man. What's the problem with that, man? Well, another guy, that fan in all the Miami Marlins gear in the front row behind home is bothering me. <laughs> wow, they're really they're really going off on that guy, huh? 
Uh, man, they're hating. They're hating right now. Marlins jersey guy really pays thousands of dollars for these seats just to be seen in a Marlins jersey. <laughs> wow. Uh, that that random Marlins fan is always at the important playoff games wearing the same jerseys. Weird I didn't even notice one, it, man. Weird that one-seventh of the Marlins fan base somehow managed to get front row tickets to this ACL. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's funny, man. That that one actually oh, is Oh, wow. Funny. Somebody else wrote, when you're high and you forget that the Marlins didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe this guy's getting so much publicity, man. This is awesome. Uh, very, very funny. Um, but besides besides the Marlins guy, uh, congratulations to the Royals. Um, you know, that's an awesome thing, again, for them and for that city, 29 29 years without a World Series appearance. Um, man, I was one years old when that happened. So, you know, wow. that, that's great. That, that That's awesome stuff right there. So um, I'm excited about that. Let's go ahead and let's break down a little bit of our fantasy football this week um, so we can kind of get into that a little bit and um, and talk about some of the matchups. I know that last week we talked about getting uh, Tony on here, uh, the bus drivers, and uh, we wanted to talk to him, and I don't want to talk to him that much this week anymore now after he beat me last week. Um, but he had an, he had one of his best weeks of the year, as a matter of fact. Um, and, you know, he, he had a great game. I had a couple guys underperform. Once again, I had one matchup that I didn't play right, um, and, it, and it actually, I don't think it would have made a difference anyway because I got beat by about 15 points, and it would have been a 10-point swing. So it wasn't that big of a of a of a difference there, but um, you know, still still pretty good there. Now, um, I know Tony said he was going to call in. Do we have him on the line yet? Uh, I believe so. Um, let me patch him through. Tony, are you there from uh, the bus driver, the owner of the bus drivers fantasy football team? Yes, I, I am here, and I just want to say, let's go, KC. I'm a native Kansas City, and and I'm so proud. I wasn't even alive the last time they made the World Series. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome, man. Uh, congrats, congratulations, man. That's really cool. Um, you know, I, like I said earlier, I like rooting for the underdog, man, and, and that's awesome that you uh, your team got the win there. And I know that I've, I've been watching your um, I've been watching your posts and and you know on social media and everything, and it's all about be royal and you know go blue and everything, and that's just awesome, man. And, Congratulations to you and the, and the city of Kansas City, even though you're not in Kansas City, right? Yes, I am in Kansas City. I actually work at the Chiefs on Sundays uh, as a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a uh, usher. So, oh, man, that's, that's awesome. I think that's, a, that's a pretty cool job right there, man. You may have to, yeah. um, you may have to tweet some pictures uh, with the hashtag the hot corner and tell us how it's going over there in KC. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can't wait till Seattle comes to town either. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good one, my man. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so tell me, Tony, what was your strategy this week playing against myself? The, you know, the mastermind of this whole fantasy football thing. Did you think you had a chance? And you know, talk to me about your emotions now um, after you well, went ahead and you, and after you beat me last week. And uh, the final score was one forty-seven point one to one thirty-one point two four, and you were the, uh, the the third highest scorer in the league that that week, and I was the fourth highest scorer in the league that week. So. Tell me a little bit about what was going on. Well, well, wait up, uh, Dr. Ray. Before he answers that, 
I also want to add, how does it feel to be the only guy in the league to lose to the both to both females in the league? Oh, Tony, this is a big question. Yes, so far <laughs> you're the only one to lose to both the girls. Are you just being? Are you just trying to be nice to the girls? Um, do you have maybe a, a little sly underhand aced up your sleeve, trying to let the girls win so that you might be able to make a move type thing? Or what do we got going on, uh, here, Tony? I don't know. I just I just don't feel like I played the right people the first week that I lost. I've, I've always had this huge debate whether to play Matt Stafford or Kirk Cousins because I don't know the the Lions haven't been playing like that great a ball lately, but the Redskins have been like putting up a lot on the pass game. So Kirk Cousins has actually been passing Matt Stafford. So that kind of put me in a hole. I actually could have won that week. That's why I was kind of like kicking myself. The I think it was week three. I want to say. And then the other week, I just lost. I think I think the per Caitlin, I believe, of of LL Cool K, uh, she uh, she scored the second highest uh, amount of points the week she beat me. So in the league, so I didn't feel too yeah. bad about it. <clears throat> she did, and not only did she beat you, um, it was the biggest blowout of the week, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, so I don't feel sorry, bad about that. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> didn't, didn't mean to twist the knife a little deeper there, bud. Um, yeah, but it, but it's let's, killing me not having Adrian Peterson either. Yes, very true. Oh, very yeah. How, how's that working out for you? <clears throat> yeah, it's not working out at all. And then I, my spot, I've been talking to Ray about it, is like it won't let me add another player because I believe I dropped whoever J-Bell is for the Lions, which – it was funny. I dropped him that week, and Shelly's or, – or, no, 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 not Shelly's. There's three women in the league, aren't there? No, Shelly is actually one of our listeners, and uh, he's from New Jersey. Um, but oh, okay. he is, not a, he is okay. not a female. Okay. Yeah, but uh, um, I, I believe Raven, like, she picked up my running back that week, the week, the same week that she beat me, but I haven't been able to, like, fill that spot with anybody, so I just have an empty spot right there as well. <clears throat> so all right. I'm basically <clears throat> playing two-man down, but it's all right. I'm making up for it. I, all right. Well, I think Gronkowski yeah. could be performing a little bit better than he is. Uh, he put up 16 points this week. That was a pretty good one. Um, you know, you got a big, big, big performance there for Mr. Oliver. And um, Manny, I don't know. If yeah, you I just picked him up before. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Manny, you remember the week before that I told you that that was one of my hottest pickups of the week there. Um, yep. And it's pretty funny that he actually is the guy who came through uh, to beat me there. Um, he was the highest scoring uh, person on Tony's team there with 24 points. And actually, Tony had kind of a weird week because he had a running back that he just picked up off a of waiver, scored the most points on his team, and his defense was the second highest score. Uh, the Detroit defense had eight sacks, only allowed about three points, and they had three interceptions, so they scored a whopping 21 points. They had an awesome week um, against that against that weak Minnesota team. So, uh, Tony, great job playing Detroit, great job picking up Brandon Oliver there, and then you plugged in a bunch of other guys that got the job done, man. So, um, you know, great job. My hat's off to you, man. Uh, next time I see you, though, I'm not going to be so easy on you. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Anything else you want to? Anything else you want to talk about while we got you on there? Any trades that you got swirling that you're thinking about? 
Uh, not really. I'm kind of envious of Border Combat's team, even though he just lost the game this week. He's nobody's put up. That's right. He lost. He, he lost to me, brother. He lost to me. Yeah. Just like you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose to me this week as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, the bus driver. I like pretty much anybody for Percy Harvin. He's probably the hottest wide receiver in the league right now, but maybe behind Calvin Johnson. Well, you know, right now Calvin is he's on the shelf, um, and he's going to be on the shelf, I think, uh, at least for another week or so. So we'll see when he's able to make a comeback. Um, Percy, I know he, he's been a little bit underutilized as well, too, over there. Um you know, let's let's actually take a look here and let's see. If I gave you guys a guess, who would you guys say is the number one wide receiver right now? Jerry Rice. <laughs> ah, <damn laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah, very good one. I would um, say no, uh, for Green Bay, what's his face? Jordy Jordy Nelson. All right, Manny. What do you think? Nah, man. Let's go with. Uh... Alshon Jeffries, brother. What's up with him? All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Tony, you were right. Jordy Nelson is number one. He's got 142 fantasy points. Next oh, is Antonio man. Brown with 141. Then Julio Jones is in third. Steve Smith Sr. is in four. T.Y. Hilton is in fifth. Demarius Thomas is sixth. Randall Cobb, seven. Des Bryant, eight. And then Alshon Jeffries is number nine. So at least you guess top ten, Manny. That was pretty good. Yeah, boy. Yep. And so, then, uh, did you say Antonio see. Brown was second? Because I believe I yes, have Antonio I did. Brown. Yeah. Actually, you have you have two of the top twelve. You have two of the top ten receivers there, uh, Tony, because Golden Tate <laughs> is in there at number ten. All right. Good deal. So Antonio you're, Brown. You're Antonio Brown and Golden Tate are going down this weekend. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, while we're, while we're here, All right, I'm. I might call back later during the uh, Ebola epidemic to give my uh, opinion about that whenever that's brought up. Okay, my man, no problem. You got it. Thanks for joining us tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you later if you want to come back on. All right, thank you. All right, Tony, take care, bud. Um, So, Manny, continuing on here, who do you think is the number one running back right now? This should be very easy. Uh, I'm going with... And I don't know, man. Um, let's go he with Justin Forsett. Uh, Justin Forsett, he's he's top seven. Um, but DeMarco Murray is the number one running back, and he's having a hell of a year. He, remember, just had just broke Jim Brown's record of five straight 100-yard uh, rushing games to open up the season. Um, he's actually done it six times in a row. He's the only player in history to ever do that. Um, he's on pace nice. right now to have the highest yardage total ever. And uh, he actually himself has more yards than, I think, 25 other teams in the NFL. Um, I'd say that's a pretty damn good start to the season. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know about anything else, but I'm going to beat the, the, the bus drivers this weekend, Dr. Ray. Who, who are you playing up this weekend, Dr. Ray? Well, let's take a look here. This week I've got, oh, the Fisher Law Firm. I've got Mr. John Fisher this weekend. Oh, Mr. John Fisher, the newlywed. The newlywed. newlywed. I wonder how his his, uh, honeymoon is coming along. Uh, Well, I actually spoke with him earlier. He said he's already back in town. Um, 
you know, he said that he's uh he said that it was kind of a mini moon. Didn't really get to do the whole honeymoon thing, but uh that he had a he had a great time and um he's loving the married life so far and he he's gonna use that as a, as his excuse this week for why he loses. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, I wish oh, John uh, all all the luck in the world, and um, I wanna I wanna talk to him in a in about a, in about maybe two or three years, man. See how he still likes the married life. Right now, it's still the honeymoon stage, man. Talk to me in two or three years, brother, or talk to me when you pop out a kid or or two. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens with it, but. <clears throat> Um, so, you know, last week I, you know, I talked about a few of the, uh, the real hot pickups out there. And this week I want to just give you guys another one. Um, if, if they're not already, if they haven't been picked up yet, um, my chances are, my, my chances, my guesses are that they will be picked up very soon if they haven't been. Um, and thanks to Victor Cruz tearing his patellar tendon, which is a severe injury, um, that's something that you want to be careful with right there. Um. You know, as far as how how his outlook comes back, or or his outlook, excuse me, for his comeback, um, that's kind of a big problem there. Um, tearing up a patellar tendon, that's a real big. Basically, his quad was too strong, and it just tore his 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 whole tendon right under the kneecap there. And you could see him immediately just go down and just in a heap of pain there. Um, so okay. you know, I feel bad for Victor Cruz. Um, my thoughts and prayers are with him. Hopefully, he'll be all right there. Um, you know, I'm praying for him, and um, you know, it's not an injury that you want to see uh, happen. Um, you could see the amount of pain that that he was uh, that he was in. You know, it was a big, big, big ordeal there. Um, so hopefully, you know, he's getting the care he needs there. And um, you know, so but in the wake of that, the guys that you want to look at now are going to be Ruben Randall, who has actually been the uh, target the target leader there over at. Um, over in New York, and um, of course, as I mentioned last week, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. again has got—he's he's almost going to be plugged in right into that Victor Cruz role, um, and I think that he could really ascend into that and and really play some good ball there. So if you've got Odell Beckham Jr. and you picked him up last week, and or you didn't, um, you want to try and go and check all your waivers and see if he's still out there because I think now, you know, with him and Ruben Randall and uh, Larry Donnell there, that's really all they got going for him. Um, in that New York offense, and you know, my guess is that they're going to be playing from behind quite quite a lot. And if uh, Elon Manning can get any type of protection or feel anything going on in the pocket, um, he's going to have to send it. He's going to have to send it down the field to those guys. And Odell Beckham can really stretch that field there. So look for Ruben Randall and Odell Beckham Jr. if you guys can. Uh, those are my pickups for the week. And hopefully, I won't get beat by the guys that I mentioned to go out there and pick up again. Um, <laughs> like like it happened last week with Tony picking up Brandon Olive. There you go. All right, excellent. So Manny, anything else that you wanted to talk about as far as uh fantasy football goes? Man, what's up with Andre Johnson, man? Last week he was questionable, probable. He he I believe he hadn't even practiced the whole week. And he blew up. He blew up for I don't know how many points. Good thing I still won without his help, but um, man, I don't know Keenan Allen or or Andre Johnson, Doctor Ray. Which one would you would you go for? Andre Johnson is playing against Pittsburgh, and Keenan Allen is playing against Kansas City. 
You know what, man? It, again, last week we spoke about this as well, too, and my advice was to bench Andre Johnson, and the reason is because, you know, a lot of these guys, especially the veterans, they don't need to practice all week in order to play. But that being said, the quarterback situation there with Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the best. Um, so I almost think that Andre Johnson is, is, even if he was completely, you know, not even on the injury list, um, I, I still would, would debate playing him over Keenan Allen or Keenan Allen. You know, he's a matchup guy. Um, you know, for me, Keenan Allen is another guy, too, where it's a difficult call because he can blow up and he can have two touchdowns and 100 yards or he can get three targets. You know, there's a lot of mouths to feed in San Diego. The San Diego offense is doing really well, but they have so many mouths. They've got Larry – they've got uh, um, both tight ends in Antonio Gates and Lardarius Green. They've got Eddie Royal. Uh, They've got Malcolm Floyd, who, who made a bunch of plays last week. You know, they've got Brandon Oliver coming out of the backfield now. Um, you know, so there's just so many guys in in San Diego and, you know, just a lot of threats. And, you know, when you're the number one wide receiver on the team and you've got that playmaking ability, they're going to try to shut you down and they're going to make the other players try to beat you. And, um, you know, I think that that's what most teams are going to do strategy-wise against the uh, against the Chargers there. So, you know, for me, Keenan Allen is kind of a, is kind of a, a weak play again, a matchup play. Um, what do you have? On, what do you have the matchups on? Keenan Allen versus Kansas City, and who's Andre Johnson playing against? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Huh. Pittsburgh. Um, that's kind of a tough call there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Andre Johnson is is probably listed on the sheet there. I'd probably go with Andre Johnson again for this week against Pittsburgh. I think that's going to be a little bit of a of a kind of a, an offensive and a defensive struggle, probably going to be around 20, 20 points from both teams, um, you know, something like that going on. Um, so I would say right there in that case that I would take Andre Johnson over Keenan Allen uh, just because, you know, the Chiefs got a pretty staunch defense. They don't have a really, really high-powered offense unless Jamal Charles breaks a lot of big runs. Um, and that's always a possibility, um, something that I hope happens since I have Jamal Charles on my team. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think that that one is going to be a game that's dominated a little bit more by uh, by defense there. That Chiefs defense is, is like I said, pretty staunch. And, um, you know, so we'll see what happens there. But I, w- I think that I would go with Andre Johnson over Keenan Allen there. So we'll, we'll see what happens and, and you know, we'll, we'll kind of go from there and, and talk about that. So, um do we uh all right, so let's see here. Um anything else that you wanted to talk about? Anything else going on? Um you know, about uh about fantasy football, Manny? Um man, I'm I'm having a hard time. I know Philip Rivers had a great, great week last week and uh also Colin Colin Kaepernick, he's going up against Denver, and Phillip Rivers is going up against Kansas City, like I just said about Keenan uh, Allen. Um, you think uh, keep Phillip Rivers in there? Hmm. You know what? You got Phillip Rivers or who? Phillip Rivers or Colin Kaepernick. And Kaepernick is playing against? Denver. Denver. Well, Denver's got a good a good pass rush. Denver's got a lot of points. They're going to score a lot of points. I think Kaepernick is the way to go there this week. He's going to have to make something happen there. He's going to have to throw the ball. He's going to have to run the ball. 
Kansas City has those defensive ends that come up the field a lot, and that's something that, you know, and Danny Trevathan is out right now too, who normally plays, you know, the uh, the shadow on the quarterback. So they're not going to have their fastest, best linebacker out there shadowing Kaepernick. I think Kaepernick can do some damage against that Denver defense. So I would go with, uh, I would put both Rivers and Keenan Allen on the bench this week and uh, and go from there, my man. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. I'll so, see, yeah, uh, that's, that's just that's my advice right there. But um, you know, we'll see what happens there. Do we uh, do we have a caller on the line, Manny? I believe we have. Oh, uh, they just they just hung up. We had Saul from Daytona, but I believe they just hung up. Uh, Saul, if you're still listening in, call back and we'll pitch, patch you right out, right on through to uh, Dr. Ray. All right. Excellent. So. Uh, let's go ahead and keep moving on here. Um, we've got about 10 minutes left before we get into Ebola, into the whole Ebola um, conversation. Um, I did want to talk about college football a little bit. So moving on from fantasy, um, I did want to talk about what's going on this weekend. If you've been on Twitter or if you've been on Facebook, I know that you've seen uh, the whole blame Jameis, uh, the whole blame Jameis type of, of uh, hashtag there. So what I wanted to do, was actually search a little bit of that and, and go over some of our favorites here on the show. And, and you know, I, I think it's great because, quite honestly, I'm, I feel like there's a witch hunt going on right now. Um, you know, I feel like everything going on, like every time you turn on the news, anytime something happens, you know, at this point, it's like, oh, Jameis Winston is in the news again. Jameis Winston is in the news again. And I, I, I can't believe it. I, and even when the heat were number one and all this kind of stuff. I never felt like, like you know, I had to play the villain of a fan. I've never felt like I had to be the villain of a fan before, but I really feel like the media and everything has really vilified not only Jameis Winston right now, but also Florida State at this time. Um, I, you know, there's been so many reports about Jameis and, like, every mistake that the, that the kid has ever made in his whole entire life. You know, like, all right, the, the kid stole crab legs. Great. How many things have you walked out of the supermarket with before in your whole entire life? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, and, and, and listen, again, I'm not condoning any of the behavior that Jameis Winston has has performed or done or any of the acts that, that he's done or anything like that. But, you know, when, when I think about it, and, and this was something that we spoke about a while ago when we talked about Derek Jeter. You know, Derek Jeter was in the eye of the of the probably the heaviest media storm ever, you know, in New York City. And the shortstop and the captain. And, you know, Jameis Winston is in a very similar spot. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. He is the, the, the national, reigning national championship, the quarterback, the go-to guy. You know, and he's got to understand that everything that he does is going to be scrutinized. But the problem is, is that no matter what's going on, all the problems that happen and all the things that happened in the past are also being brought up and being brought up, is, you know, and it's, it's an issue. It's, oh, there's a story now that James Winston one time used a BB gun to shoot a squirrel when he was 14 years old. You know, like, come on, does that really have to come out, like, in, in the news? And, you know, it, it's like now there's these allegations. Um, I'm pretty sure that James Winston and Todd Gurley are not the only people on that site that have signed any types of autographs. And there's no proof substantiating anything that he took money for it. Now, maybe he did. I don't think he's the only person that, that probably would have done that either. Um, 
I don't even technically see a problem with getting money to sign your autograph. I mean, I understand that there's a rule in your scholarship and in collegiate football right now that says that that shouldn't happen, but that rule is already underway to be changed. Um, The court rulings right now are already talking about paying college players for their likeness rights and everything. I mean, these jerseys make millions of dollars for these universities, you know, and, and right now there's more five FSU jerseys selling than any other number. I can guarantee you that. You know, so why shouldn't he get a little bit of a cut of that? And people are are turning him out to be some sort of a villain at this point. Like, oh my, all I read is, oh, he should be suspended. You know, the kid is a is a criminal and this and that. And listen, the whole rape allegation. How many times have have professional athletes, you know, been through this? Mike Tyson is the is the first one that I can think about. You know, some some woman invites him over to to her place. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> And at 2 in the morning, you know what I mean? And, oh, that was for, you know, to make a cup of tea? I mean, come on. You know I mean? Let's let's be serious here, you know? And the same thing in this situation. It's a college environment. If everybody goes back to their college environment and thinks about all the fun that they had and all the things that made college college and all the reasons why people wake up one day and they're like, damn, I wish I could go back to college, and you're going to blame this kid for something like that, especially when the state of Florida and Willie Meggs and the attorney general and everybody has determined that there should be no charges brought up against him, but he's still a criminal and all these things are going on. I mean, it's just, it is, there's no proof, there's only allegations. And every allegation is dragging his name through the mud even more. Now, maybe he did these things and he's just got a really good lawyer and maybe he's, whatever the case is, but... Let's be serious here. This isn't Ray Lewis where he's getting away with murder. But everybody loves Ray Lewis now, and he's on TV and all this kind of, you know. So I just think that because all these things keep coming out, every single reporter and everybody is looking for any excuse they can possibly find right now to just talk about Jameis Winston in a negative manner. And it's unfortunate. You know, the kid, is he's a cocky kid. He's an arrogant kid. He kind of reminds me of myself when I play sports, you know. Um and for that reason, I feel for him because I understand what he must be going through right now. And, you know, as, as, a, as an FSU alumni, I, I, I can't I tell you this right now. I couldn't be prouder to have somebody else be my quarterback, you know. And the way that he handles everything with all these different things going on with everybody vilifying him, as I mentioned earlier, and for him to be able to take that. And I think Jimbo Fisher put it best. Jimbo Fisher on Monday on the podium said, you know, he compartmentalizes all this, and he's able to because he knows the facts. And if you know you're not guilty and you know that these are all just allegations, you're going to play like there's no problems because in the end, the law and everything, the truth will set you free. And so we'll see what ends up happening with Jameis. Maybe he did take the money. Who knows? Um, You know, but last year there was all this stuff swirling for the whole entire season. FSU still ended up becoming number one, still ended up taking the championship. And this year I feel like it's going to be the same thing. Now, I'm personally a little bit upset about the fact that Mississippi State jumped them. I understand that Mississippi State beat Auburn, but I'm pretty sure FSU beat Auburn last year in the championship game. Um, I'm pretty sure FSU had won 22 straight games in a row. I'm pretty sure that we beat a ranked team without our starting quarterback. Um, you know, So, yeah, we're not blowing everybody out like we did last year, but, listen, all these teams are not only not blowing everybody else out, but they're losing. Oregon, lost. Alabama, lost. You know, uh, who else was in the was in the Oklahoma lost. You know, I mean, three out of the top five teams last week dropped. 
And, you know, Florida State, no matter what, is finding ways to win. And you can't take a number one away from the national champion who's lost 22 games in a row, the longest active streak in the FBS, when they're not losing. I don't care what the schedule is. I don't care what's going on. Because, yeah, we beat the best team the SEC had to offer last year. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't have to play them every single week in the FSC. And the SEC West is is definitely the best division in in football. And the SEC is definitely the um, the best conference. But that you can't take things away from other teams because they're not in the SEC. Because we beat an SEC team last year for the national championship, fair and square, and there was no controversy about that. So, you know, to me it's something that, you know, people just need to stop right now and, you know, the SEC and ESPN networks and everything and just everybody is really making Jameis out to be, you know, a villain. And, yeah, he's done a lot of dumb stuff, but, I mean, he's 20 years old. And, you know, as a 20-year-old, I think you have to understand that you're the face of the university right now. But the problem with all this is that you're not just affecting Jameis Winston when all this happens, but you're affecting Florida State, you're affecting recruiting, you're affecting all these different things. And and really, Jameis, too, I mean, there's talk now about his draft stock dropping. Before this year, he was number one on Mel Kuyper's draft board. Now he's, like, number 19 or something like that. I mean, because because he – has autographs? Because you know, I mean, come on. Uh, you know, to me, it just it, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and and I feel like everybody always has a target on number one. But this is a little bit ridiculous. This is like slandering a university and and a, and a you know a person. And I just I don't agree with with it. I feel like it's irresponsible reporting. Um, you know, and, and I heard commentary that you know you can argue that the top four teams are all in the SEC West. I mean, argue what you want to argue. You won 22 straight games in a row. It's hard to do that when you play Madden on easy, um, you know, against the computer. I mean, it's, you know, it's something that it's it's a feat that should not be just swept under the rug. Um, So, you know, all these investigations and everything happening, I feel like they need to do a better job of keeping that stuff under under wraps until they actually have some proof. You know, because there's so many things that that are just at this point swirling and causing nothing but issues and problems, and you know, I don't think it's fair, uh, personally, not only to Jameis Winston but to the rest of his team. Um, I don't think it's fair to the fans. You know, I want to turn on the radio and I want to hear about the breakdown. I want to hear about the offenses of FSU versus Notre Dame. I want to hear about the tradition. I want to hear about all those things that are happening. And and instead, all we hear about is is Jameis going to play? What did Jameis do today? And this and that. So. What that leads me to, basically, is the whole blame Jameis hashtag. So a lot of FSU fans have been feeling the same way. So what they did was they came up with a blame Jameis hashtag. So pretty much anything in the world that can go wrong, what we're going to do is blame Jameis. So I want to go ahead and read a couple of these here um, and just go through. So, Manny, you tell me uh, tell me if you've heard of any of these good ones, all right? But uh, well, here we go. Delta, um, Delta, go ahead. I'm sorry, I was looking at some. I'm I've been cracking up over here. I like the one that uh, blamed Jameis for Ebola. They have the Ebola virus right there, and uh, <laughs> they have there that Winston assassinated JFK. I love that. Blame Jameis for JFK's assassination. I love it. Oh it's yeah, funny that's, as good, that's, good, that's a good one, man. Um, all right, let me go through a couple here. Delta lost my luggage. Blame Jameis. My kid was to nap. Blame Jameis. That's longest right. day ever. Longest day ever today. Blame Jameis. Of course. <laughs> All right. So now I I stole this from somebody. I couldn't give them any credit for it in the comment, but I'm going to give them credit. I'm going to give them credit for it now. 
Um, I posted this yesterday at 8.53 in the morning. I woke up um, and I got on Facebook and everything was all about Jameis, Jameis, Jameis. So here's a bunch of them that I really enjoyed. And I'm just going to go ahead and run through them, all right? Benghazi cover-up, blame Jameis. Bill Clinton got caught with Lewinsky, blame Jameis. Parsley I have in the fridge has fuzz growing on it, blame Jameis. Clothes dryer always eats a sock, blame Jameis. Whales get beached, blame Jameis. Solar flares, blame Jameis. Transformers Age of Extinction wasn't very good when compared to other Transformers movies, blame Jameis. The bottom part of a banana is always mushy, blame (laughs) Jameis. IRS targeting conservative groups, blame Jameis. Smokey wasn't in next Friday, blame Jameis. MTV quit showing music videos, blame Jameis. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Question, what does the fox say? Answer, blame Jameis. <laughs> That's right. Oh, here's a great one. Hot dogs are longer than the buns, blame Jameis. Oh, Janet Jackson's <laughs> wardrobe malfunction, blame Jameis. Blame Jameis. That's right. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Blame Jameis. So, uh, That's so right. anyway, you, you see what's going on here. Uh, you know, Fox Sports put together a few of them out there. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of funny out there. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, high-waisted shorts, blame Jameis. Starbucks is no longer selling like, a maple latte, blame Jameis. <laughs> I like the one that they're, they're actually making fun of LeBron James' uh, receding hairline and they're blaming Jameis for it. So uh there oh, you yeah. go. Even even in the NBA. Blame Jameis. Jameis as well. well uh of you course. know there's something that I there's something that I want to point out. And I can't blame it all on the media because a lot of this is also social media. Um social media, you know, nowadays is, is just allowing news and all these things to travel faster than the speed of light. Um and you may it, have seen it all sells, Doctor Ray, it sells. Oh, definitely, definitely. But, you know, for example, everybody's comparing Jameis Winston and his character and all this stuff and calling him a criminal and he should be suspended and whatever and so and so. In 1996, when Peyton Manning was at Tennessee, he actually sat on a girl's face. One of the athletic trainers bulldogged her, sat on her face, put his scrotum on her face. <laughs> okay? <laughs> oh, and man. As a prank. As a prank. And nobody, nobody has ever brought that up again. All right. So yeah, again, okay, but that's the golden, that's, that's the golden boy of the NFL. That's like Brady. Oh, you know, that's that's royalty, bro. You're not gonna talk oh, about yeah. that. Oh, I'm definitely gonna talk about it because the best guy in college in in NFL football. And I recently saw that the Broncos are now America's number one team, and that the Cowboys have been yes, surpassed. So. America's number one team, the Golden Boy, the, the you know the star of the NFL and the best quarterback and so on and so forth. All right, did something more vulgar than Jameis Winston has ever done. So you know at this point, you know it, call it what it is. You know everybody's throwing stones, but we all live in glass houses. So again, I think we need to just no, let no, no. Play. But wait, but wait, Doctor Ray Peyton Manning has never. Uh made a virus called Ebola and released it out into onto earth, bro. This is very true. That's very true. So we, you know, we got to just blame Jameis for that. So, um, again, so that's enough of my rant there, um, with, with the Jameis thing, um, and, and everything going on with that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I did want to move on here and I did want to talk about, uh, Ebola 
um, and kind of go into some of that and, and, you know, just talk about some of that stuff right there. Um, but basically, um, you know, Manny, do you do you know what Ebola is all about or anything like that? I know, you know that uh, everybody symptoms or anything. I know that everybody's going crazy about it. I know that it comes from Africa. Um, I know that there's somebody in Dallas or a couple of people here in the United States already that have had it. I know of a friend of mine. I can't release his name or anything like that, but he he works for a local uh, medical hospital down here in, in South Dade, and he said that there's already been a couple of scares at his hospital, but, um, you know, his hospital has a, a, a protocol and they really don't release anything out into the media. So uh, you never know. You don't, you probably, we probably don't even really know the truth about Ebola or even if, if it's something to be, you know, scared about or if all these, uh, all these cases have even been reported truthfully or, or, it's a big who knows, Doctor Ray. Why don't you talk to me a little bit about you're you're the doctor. What are you asking me for? All right. Well, let's let's talk about Ebola. Okay. Number one, Ebola is a virus. Okay. A virus is a pathogen that invades your body, and it uses your body's own own cellular replication pathways. So the way that a virus survives is that it uses your body's tools um, for itself. So it uses your own DNA and it uses your body's own replicating tools to basically continue to uh, to continue to remake itself inside of your body until it takes over and it, it disrupts your, your normal organ function and everything like that. So the symptoms of Ebola are fever, okay, number one, greater than 101.5 degrees. So if you start to get a very high fever, that could be a sign. Severe headache, muscle pain. You're going to get very weak. You're going to start to have diarrhea and vomiting. You're going to have a lot of abdominal stomach pain. Um, you're going to all of a sudden start developing bleeding out of different orifices, and you're going to have very easy bruising going on and all these different kinds of things. And these symptoms will start to happen 2 to 21 days after you've been exposed. So the average is around 8 to 10 days, and this is all straight from the CDC website. Okay, so, again, this information is all out there. Do me a favor, guys, and don't click on every single thing about Ebola on Facebook. Make sure that it's a credible source, all right? There's, there's a lot of scare going on right now, and this is a tactic used in order to develop a vaccine or a drug or something that's experimental that people will flock to in order to prevent disease. And I'll tell you what, as a practitioner, I'm very, very scared about what could happen, not about Ebola breaking out, but about how the medical system can use this to profit, to make money, and to scare us all into getting something that potentially may be worse for our health than contracting Ebola, all right? Because Ebola is a deadly virus, but the flu is a deadly virus, all right? Recovery from Ebola depends on a good supportive clinical care and the patient's immune response. So more important than worrying about anything about, am I going to catch Ebola, you should be worried about making sure that your immune system is in good shape. So how can you make sure that your immune system is in good shape? Well, there's a lot of different things that you can do, okay? Here, here's, our, here's a couple of them, all right? So if you've got a pen and a paper, 
and you want to figure out how to reduce your chances of contracting Ebola, or if you do contract Ebola, how to survive it, this is what you want to do. Are you ready, Manny? Of course I am, Dr. Ray, brother. Okay, so here's what we do. Number one, wash your hands frequently and thoroughly, okay? You want to wash your hands, but you do not, and I repeat, do not use the antibacterial uh, washes and liquids and all that stuff 24-7. You have bacteria on your body that will protect you. If you use that antibacterial stuff, that 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 will kill your body's own bacteria as well and potentially leave you susceptible to pathogens. So you want to wash your hands with soap and water and, and stick to that, okay? You want to basically wash your hands for about 20 seconds in order to help get all that bad bacteria off of there and let the good bacteria stay, all right? So washing your hands is important. Here's the second most important thing that I can think of, your stomach. 80% of your immune system is in your stomach. If you have, if you have any type of stomach issues, <clears throat> you want to get that result. If you have gas, if you have bloating, if you have stomach pain, if you have ulcers, if you have heartburn, stop taking your medicines for all those things that are not fixing you and are only allowing the problem to go on underneath and mask your symptoms <clears throat> and fix your stomach. <clears throat> Take probiotics. Heal your gut. Go to a practitioner that will help you actually heal from your problem and not just medicate you until they need to surgically remove something that has just been torn apart, okay? So heal your stomach. Very, very important. One way that you can do that is reducing alcohol and sugar. <clears throat> alcohol and sugar both create problems. Gluten is another thing that creates more susceptibility in the stomach. So avoid gluten, alcohol, and sugar. Reduce your stress. Stress management is very important. Meditation, yoga, massage, chiropractic, all these things help to reduce stress on your body, balance your nervous system, help your immune system fight harder. Sleep seven to nine hours every night. You need to recuperate from your daily stresses in order to have a strong immune response. You want to take multivitamins, good multivitamins. You want to make sure that you're not deficient in any types of vitamins. If your hair is falling out, if you have very weak, brittle nails, if you notice that your skin is not in good shape, <clears throat> if you're tired all the time, if your immune system, if you're getting sick often, you have a pretty a pretty bad chance of recovering from Ebola. Um, so you want to you want to definitely you know take these things into consideration. Um, I know we have a couple callers on the line, um, guys. I'm going to get to you right now. I just want to go ahead and finish this list right here. So hang on just a couple minutes, um, and I'll get right I'll get you on the line. Saul, we know you're waiting. We know you called back in. Um, so we'll get you right back on the line. But I got a couple things here that I want to just go through. Um, so again, if you guys are listening, you want to make sure that we get these things um, written down and you start to practice these things. If you don't know how to practice these things, give me a call, 353-HEAL, 786-353-HEAL, www.353heal.com. I'll go over this with you again. Um, this is very, very important. If you're scared about Ebola, these are the things that you need to do to maximize your chances if you do contract that, that disease. Um, optimize your vitamin D levels. Everybody should know what their vitamin D levels are. Um, a zinc supplement is very, very good. Exercise is extremely, extremely important. And here's another one, very important. Don't get a flu shot, okay? A flu shot will weaken your immune system and leave you very susceptible to getting Ebola if you're in the area. Now, again, supposedly it was only in Dallas. Supposedly the health worker contracted it. There's two cases now in Dallas. 
supposedly the woman flew to Michigan, so they're looking into that, so it could be spreading. We don't know about that yet for sure. Those updates will come out. We'll continue to update you here on the show as well, too, so that everybody knows what's going on. We'll create a little Ebola watch here on the show, and we'll talk every week about the importance of things that you want to do to make sure that your body can handle this virus as best as possible. Um, so I'll go through these. I'll run down them again real quick after we uh, we talk to a couple of our callers. Uh, right now, let's go ahead and let's take Saul uh, from Daytona. Saul, is, is he on the line there, Manny? Hey, Saul. I think so. It's Saul, me, Saul. It's me. Oh, I can't believe I'm on the air. Hey, Dr. Ray, you're the man. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Listen, listen. Uh, I got Jimmy Graham on my team and Drew Brees, and uh, the name of my team is I Feel a Breeze on My Jimmy. I thought of that myself. Is that good or what? Um, that's, anyway, that's, a pretty, yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I'm trying to unload uh, I'm trying to unload Jimmy Graham because he's got a bum shoulder, and I don't know what to do with him. Nobody will take him off my hands. All right. Well, you gotta try to find, you gotta try to find a good trade partner. Are you trying to get a tight end back from him? I need a running back. Yeah, a fullback. All right. Um, uh, who, uh, do, you have, do you have a backup tight end? Uh, yeah, I got uh, the, the 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 guy, the dark guy, uh, Bennett. All right. Um, well, if you have a good backup, then all you want to do is just find a partner that's missing. You know, somebody who. May potentially have a pretty good tight end, but could but could benefit from having somebody like Jimmy Graham, who I saw go number one in a couple drafts, and you know in the in the first round in a couple drafts, and you know he's Drew Brees' number one target, so um, he's a good guy to try to trade. Um, but you you have to realize that people are going to be taking on a lot of risk right there, so that's something that I would you know just try to find a trade partner, somebody who you know is maybe towards the bottom of the of the league that needs to make a run or needs to do something to get into the playoffs. Um, that would be my suggestion right there. I've got a bully in my league. He's won two years in a row, and I'm, I'm trying to dethrone him, but it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. You know, some guys have all the luck. Um, I tell you, you know, some guys just make it into the playoffs, the sixth seed, the fourth seed, and then, you know, their team gets hot at the right time. Um, but best of luck to you, my man. Anything else you want to mention while you're on? No. That's all. I want to give a shout out to my 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 main buddy, uh, Leah Delucci. All right, nice. Ah. All right, have a good one, Doctor Ray. Love you. Hey, thank you for thank you for calling in, my man. All right, excellent. So good old Saul from Daytona there, um, trying to trade Jimmy Graham. Actually, you know it's a good it's a good time to trade Jimmy Graham right now. Um, if you've got a solid backup, you know, again, there's, there's some guys that like the upside of Jimmy Graham and they're ready to take that risk. Um, so that may be something that, that you want to look into. Um, so I know we also wanted to get Tony on the line. Uh, Tony had something that he wanted to talk about with Ebola. Um, so let's go ahead and get Tony. Let's bring him back on. Tony, you there? Yeah, I'm here, Dr. Ray. Awesome. What's up, Tony? All right. I just want to give a little bit of pointers about what's happening. I believe about two people in the U.S. have it, and maybe a case in Canada. Oh, really? And a, second, a second Texan is is uh, infected, a nurse, a second nurse infected with Ebola, saying. Okay. And I just, I just don't know if this scare is... I don't know if this scare is actually, like, real or what. I don't know if I believe if the... Ebola is a is a thing right now because 
I've done some research, and only the the only people in Africa who have Ebola have gotten it from the Red Cross, and they're actually sending Red Cross uh, people out of Liberia and Nigeria. And I think that um, that they're just trying to get troops on the ground in these places because in Nigeria, that was where the uh, Boko Haram, uh, where the Nigerian girls were missing, and then they that kind of just like collapsed. That now there's like no girls missing, and then they didn't have global support anymore. Like you never heard of anything after like. <clears throat> Find the girls that are missing, you know. Yeah. And in the next place, in Sierra Leone, the that's the world's largest supplier of diamonds, and right now they're on strike. The people in Sierra Leone due to like horrible working conditions and stuff like that. So they could totally be trying to get like troops on the ground to force them back into work or to take to take these shots as well. I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, you know, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. There's a few things to me that don't quite pan out. Um, you know, one of them, one of them for me is the fact that if the CDC and the government and everything is actually really so concerned about this, why did it take them so long to shut down flights to the area and all these different things? You know, why are they allowing people to go over there to treat to come back? You know, why are they not in quarantine? Why are they not on private jets all by themselves? Why are they allowing people who have been in contact to fly? Why are they, you know, so to me, it doesn't, it seems like they know something that we don't know. And as I mentioned earlier, my main scare and my main thing here is that they're going to, they're going to create such a scare that everybody's going to run to get a vaccine. And I'm starting to see I am legends coming to life where they have this vaccine that turns everybody into zombies and all these different things. You know, I mean, I'm super scared, man. You know, they, they tell you, oh, you have to get the flu shot every year. I've never had a flu shot. I've never had the flu. You know, I mean, it's why are you going to put disease into your body when your body can already handle that disease? So to me, more importantly than worrying about a vaccination is to make sure that your body is as best prepared to take care of things as best as, as best as it can. And, again, the best way to do this is, and I'm just going to read through it, wash your hands, heal your stomach, reduce alcohol, sugar, and gluten, reduce your stress, sleep seven to nine hours every night, Certain vitamins like glutathione, antioxidants like turmeric and vitamin C are very good. Um, vitamin D supplementation, fish oil supplementation, zinc supplementation are very, very good ideas. And, of course, just getting plenty of exercise. Um, so, you know, again, guys, please don't spread the hysteria and click on everything, you know, about, about Ebola and believe everything that you see. Um, if you have questions about it, you're welcome to call into the show. You're welcome to email me, tweet me at Dr. Ray T., Email me, um, Dr. Ray T, uh, or just Dr. Ray at 353heal.com. Um, you're welcome to call into the hot corner at any time while we're on Wednesday nights at 7 to 8 and, and talk about this. Um, and, and, you know, that's that. So, you know, Tony, I know that you have a, um, an opinion on it, and, you know, if you'd like, we're, we'd invite you back next week to call in again. Uh, we're running a little bit low on time here, and I did want to talk about just for a minute or two um, about the tournament that we're going to have this weekend down here in Miami where Manny is going to be giving away $25,000 if somebody can hit a ball where they need to hit the ball. Manny, go ahead and tell us about it, my man. Well, it's not it's not this weekend, and, and thank you, Dr. Ray, for giving me a couple minutes uh, to talk about this. 
Uh, it's actually next weekend, the 24th, Friday night in Gibson Park in downtown Miami, Florida. We're going to have a home run derby, and everybody is going to be um, given the opportunity on their last swing of the first round of the home run derby. Uh, there's going to be a target out there. Uh, it'll probably be center field, dead dead center field. Um, if you hit the target, you win $25,000. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out to our tournament sponsors. Number one, first and foremost, is to the city of Miami, which has supported this tournament uh, this is our second year, and also Commissioner Francis Suarez, who is a big supporter of recreational sports, and um, he's going to be supporting this tournament. Also, Custom Pins, uh, Zipcar. Uh, I'm pretty sure some of you have seen those zip cars out there, which you could rent by the day or by the hour or whatever. Uh, Frontier Spine and Health, that's Dr. Ray's uh, uh, offices, Frontier Spine and Health. And also Fisher Law Firm, El Mago de las Fritas, Hitting Jacket, Muchera Sports, and also Post Game, the new 3-in-1 uh, shampoo, body wash, and conditioner. Um, $25,000, Dr. Ray, if you hit that target out there on the Moneyball shot, your last, your last swing of your first round, that gives everybody a, a uh, you know, a fair shot at, the uh, prize, but it's pretty much it's it's kind of like uh, like a hole in one in, in in golf. What do you think about that, Doctor Ray? Uh, can you you think you you got a shot at the twenty five thousand? I tell you what, I think everybody has a shot at the twenty five thousand, um, and we'll see we'll see who who can get it out there. I know you know there's a lot of softball players that can put it where they want to put it, um, but that's that's tough to do to hit a target you know out there in the field. So. Especially on the last swing of a home of a home run derby, when you're giving it your all with every swing, trying to get the ball out of the park, there may be a little fatigue involved. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. But I'm excited, and and I'm definitely looking forward to taking part and getting my shot at that 25 G's because that will be a lot of, of goodies for all my patients here in the office as I as I continue to improve the uh, services here at Frontier Spine and Healthcare. That's awesome, Dr. Ray, and we. We appreciate you being a, a official sponsor of this tournament, man. We really appreciate you and all the other sponsors. Uh, we really couldn't do it without you guys. So, really big shout out to the to you guys. And and dude, I really I really wish that somebody uh, wins it and hits the target and and wins twenty five thousand dollars. That's that's great for the slow pitch softball community, man. And um, the only thing there is a catch. It has to be recorded. So uh, we will have some video cameras out there. We also recommend you, if you're going to come out and uh, have somebody record you on your on your last swing, and um, you know, just you know, two two video evidence is is uh, better than one. So um, you know, hey, Dr. Ray, man, it, it just it feels awesome, and I, I really wish somebody wins it. Yes, sir. Well, you know, thank you for providing that. And, and uh, again, ISPS is always an innovator in, in the game, and um, I'm definitely looking forward to it, my man. And uh, I know we're out of time here on the hot corner tonight. Um, great show tonight. want to thank everybody for listening. Go ahead and uh, give us a call throughout the week, 
And we'll be back. Everybody be well, and we'll see you next week at 7 on Wednesday on The Hot Corner. for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide. Now on Party Perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just seven bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out, too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide. Now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details.